and gentlemen, boys and girls, guests or hosts of any hat color, welcome back to Westworld Weekly, a host and guest guide to the park and general AI revolt. I'm your host, Beef, and this week we have a couple extra hosts in the park, Rum Daddy and John Lobster. Fellas? Woo-hoo. I don't Guys, uh, I just came back from outside. There were a bunch of bugs, and <laughs> now I don't feel so good. Right, I'm so <laughs> unsure about it. This is... I'm, hey, I just... I had a big pig roast this weekend, and I'm not lying... My backyard had flies. Oh, like we kept yeah. shooing away flies, and I'm like, I'm looking at Rick going, "This is not a good sign." That's <laughs> uh, a super spreader event, like she said. Yeah. Um, Invest. Uh, they make these really cool things called Thermacell. Invest. Thermacell. Yeah, so they're like little butane um, coils, and yeah. they just keep all the bugs away. Thermacells. Okay. Oh, I gotta find those. Okay. Cool. Because we have a, we have a, we have a fly problem here. Uh, so does Westworld and the future, I guess. Um, so let's just jump right to it and then we'll work our way through it. But, uh, your, uh, your prediction last week of the greater than eight year time jump really fucking paid off. I, I should write for this fucking show. I really should. (laughs) There were a few points in time where I knew exactly what was happening. Um, Later on, uh, we'll get to it. But when she she when William and Black basically stabs Maeve and she pulls him close, and they're standing all next to a bunch of dirt, and I'm like, "Oh, she's the weapon. Clearly, she's the freaking weapon." I don't know. Oh, I I had her figured for the weapon after last week's episode, but I wasn't on the podcast because I was on vacation. So you'll just have to believe me. Would have been a lot better if you just sent that. Trying to figure out what the weapon was was not high in my like what I was trying to think about. I didn't really care because like to me the weapon was just um like the Maltese Falcon. It was uh, what do you call it? The MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. So I'm like I knew the weapon was going to be a MacGuffin, so it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to matter until we saw it. So I didn't think about it that heavily, but. It was where we were in time and what story we were yeah. telling that I was obsessed about. And I I still think there's some messed up shit with where we are and what we're telling by the end of this episode. So, uh, Generation Loss, Season 4, Episode 4. Great name for an episode once we actually get to the end because the whole what? Generation Lost. What is Generation Loss? Oh, you mean like technically... Technically speaking, I don't know. Why, why I, I don't you tell us? Rum Daddy, Rum Daddy should probably know what it is. Why? Because I'm the old man. Yeah. Because you're the editor, and it's probably not as much of an issue now. You know, when you, you always when put you me were on the spot when oh. you were using analog processes to make copies of copies. Yes, VHS copy yes. of copy of yeah. copy. Yeah. They degradation law. So as you make copies of copies, it deteriorates more and more and more. And you know what movie? like really excels at showing you this multiplicity multiplicity yeah. <laughs> exactly i like pizza um, um i guess i guess i don't know if they're talking about the um robots which robot they'd be talking about or which mm-hmm. copies they're making but i was thinking more of the generation loss of basically all of humanity right well, what, yeah, so interesting things. And again, I like to dig into the show title and, and kind of figure out what that means. And I didn't well, really I, research I, the French one from last week, so I can't help you guys out. <laughs> but um, one of the reviews that I read for this week's episode pointed out that Westworld itself has been trying to get back to that 
season one time jumpy mind fucky feeling yeah uh, you can tell we talked about that last week and how they've sort of like tried to recreate the formula reinvent the formula recopy the wheel and here we are where they basically do the same thing again only it's an episode four of the season and not 10 right which right. we talked about pre-cast a little bit is going to be very cool to see now what they do with the next what four or six episodes instead of having it be the uh, episode nine eight or nine or ten like hey look what we did we actually have room to play with it now i feel like season one was just incredible and season two they were going a little bit further you're like okay okay all right, I'm a little confused, but I got to keep up and what's going on. And then season three was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. It just got so overlapping and inside of itself and confusing. And now I feel that in season four, they're going back to the beginning and making it still confusing. But if you yeah. pay attention, it's not that bad. And they're going back to, to, to the roots. And as far as generation loss, I feel that William at this point, has lost any sense of humanity. Mm. So when mm -hmm. he was William and was the man in black, he still had a sense of humanity, of what was right and wrong, and he kept trying to fix it. At this point now, none of that's left. He is simply the same thing as Yul Brenner was in the feature film way back in the 70s. Yeah, because he's just, he's not even the real William in black. He's a knockoff robotic version of him. Maybe that's the generation loss they talk about because Hale just talks about she can recreate him later. Uh, yeah. Not a big deal. She's, but she's he's a generation of a, yeah. He, yeah, he's a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Correct. And so, and so it seems as Caleb because she implies that it's uh, 250 times since she's brought but 278, thank you. So that's, that. okay, that's another thing, though, that I'm really confused about. So there's a time, let's, let's work through the story and kind of get there, because there's all that set up. Um, okay, so first we open with Caleb flashes with the fly buzzing around, and it's, the memory that we've been dancing around for the first three episodes where he and um, Maeve take the last Rehoboam ball on that island the or light, whatever. The lighthouse. The lighthouse, yeah, and he gets shot in the guts. Um, so is that a copy or is that No, him? that's that's legit because then they take him to the hospital. She hacks into his limbic system, which we have, or his limbic implant, which we had seen before, and shows mm -hmm. him painless peace and freedom from when she had her daughter. I think that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, because I forget a lot of what happened in season three. Yeah. He has what inside? He has he has an implant? It's an implant in the roof of his mouth. I don't remember exactly what oh, it was Oh, that's for, right. But, like when he leaned back, it all lit up. Yeah. Um, a handful of people had him for whatever. I don't remember. Maybe it was for some of the special op shit he did. Um, but I think she was just taking his pain away in that last minute. She ends up ghosting him because she wanted him to have a good life there because Maeve sees Caleb in the bed with Uwade. Uwade was his nurse, basically nursed him back to health. So that's why Maeve left. I thought that was kind of uh, touching that she basically yes. put herself in solitary confinement for years, even though she screwed it up at the end. I don't know. Uh, I'm all and, over the board. And there's, 
their well, stories. Well, they needed a catalyst to get the story going. Right. So yeah. But their their stories also mirror each other so much, uh, and their relationship with their daughters. True. Um, that it it is fitting that they're connected in this way. Uh, yeah, and I'm. I hope we don't get the reveal that you know some of these people that we see around the resistance have the flies in them, which we're going to right there. There's got to be one mole, but I hope it's well, not what, her. What is going on, right? Like, what is the future look like? Is it just Manhattan and the major cities that are under control, and the so-called condemned lands, right? are, you know, sort of like Mad Max Wastelands with uh, all-night roadside diners, um, like uh, last week. like All-night road. I like that. How much joy do you get out of controlling the entire world, though, completely? I don't under... I never understood that. Like, it's just you. It's like those Rick and Morty episodes where the entity controls the whole planet. Like, you're... It's... I don't know. You've I don't, got nowhere else to go. You're already at the top. Where else right, are you going to go? Right. If Hale well, controls it, everything, it's, like, it's just weird. It's also like the Matrix, right? So in order to have this population, you have to mollify them in some way. So right. the, in the Matrix, they invent the Matrix to keep humanity's minds occupied while they use them as living batteries. In this future... Although they can control people with like a sound and make them freeze in the street, like Professor X, at the same time, there seems to be they have to live out a narrative as well in their own lives. And it seems like that's what some of the hosts, the actual robot hosts, not the fly hosts, are doing. Like Christina slash Dolores is inventing these narratives. It seems that Teddy might have had a role, he said, as a bounty hunter maybe tracking people outside of the cities. See, yeah, I don't... All of it is so familiar yet so distant. It's like, how is the Dolores girl, Chrissy, actually changing things in the world? And what's up, Rum Daddy? You're holding your hand up. I wanted to let you finish your sentence before I jumped in. We're rambling right now, so... Well, I just realized that what if Christina is living in the real world Mm-hmm. And she's actually a real human being, and she's creating a narrative, and she's the one who actually wrote the Dolores storyline based on her own life. The I I kept trying to come up with weird shit like that too, but it's you keep it keeps becoming convoluted because I thought it was in like the Great Beyond or whatever we we're calling mm-hmm. it, the Sublime, but now yeah. it seems like. Because where it's Caleb the, runs out of at the at the end is Olympiad Entertainment, which is the same building that Chrissy works at. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very, and that's another thing though too. At the very end, they're putting Caleb through a fidelity test, which mm-hmm. we've seen only in where they reboot a human consciousness in a robot body. Right, mm-hmm. we saw it with Papadelos and uh, Man in Black, but then in that same scene when she says we're putting you through a fidelity test, then he like, I don't know, closes his eyes for a second and then wakes up in a chair in the office of Olympiad, very reminiscent Mm -hmm. of the basement in the first season. Is he actually 
at this Olympiad? Is some of it a simulation? Do you know what I mean? Like he seems like to have traveled no, places. No, I think he's in the. I think I think that he is a robot, and he is in Olympiad, and he's in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting to think that uh, Christina existed eight years before him or like somewhere uh earlier and she wrote that whole dolores thing when people were still going into westworld and and experience so she wrote it based on herself and how she met although wait i take all that back because the more she sees uh what's his name the the guy both of them keep saying, "I feel like I've met you before." Right, like mm-hmm. they they're they're parroting lines from Westworld almost yeah. back to each other. Well, and the lipstick yes. rolling across, and oh, you know, the, as opposed to the can. Speaking yeah. of the lipstick, Chrissy's fucking roommate Maya. Something mm-hmm. is off with her. Chrissy sleeps in. Maya wakes her up. It's rainy and gloomy out, and Chrissy sleeps in. So she's like, in my mind, she's controlling the world somehow by her depression, right? She stayed up real late. She scrawled a painting of the tower over her painting. And then Maya tells her about this root, this uh, nightmare she had about flies and a picnic and flies everywhere. And they got her dad and surrounded her mom. They were screaming and flailing, and before long, everything was absolutely still. And then the flies came for her, and she woke up. This is a memory from her childhood. Yeah, she's this is, a host. This is yeah. This is when she she's, got taken over as a child. But why is she always giving Chrissy lipstick and setting Chrissy up on dates? It's very weird in this world. Why is because that's that's her narrative. Why is Hale Holoris if she's controlling this world because she still has some. Dolores in her is she yeah. giving Chrissy who happens to look like her old body but in flesh form some benefit I, it's very weird is she well I don't think we can say that she's for sure in flesh form. right exactly I don't it could I be think, a simulation still I well no I think she's a robot just like Chrissy is? Teddy's a robot yeah I, I think that in the world there are hosts and hosts right so there's the robots right and the, and flesh then there's hosts. the people the people who are infected. There's a and binary then, host, and then there's the uh, flesh host. The the yeah, right. And then there are f- free people who don't have the fly influence in them somehow. Now I don't know how they know or right. how they test or whatever. So I, but I think the people that live in the city who are fly infected kind of live out their narratives or whatever. But they also sort of serve the actual robot people, okay. right? Yeah. So they, like Maya very much kind of falls in that role as the helpful friend, doing things for her kind roommate. Kind of steering her, maybe. Kind of, kind of like serving her, honestly. So Serving her or guiding her? I feel like she's guiding her. But we can't... She's an, yeah, is she an guiding. NPC? Is she an NPC and the host Keeping her on track. Are, are getting to live out like a like a pure existence of self discovery. So, but my my only thing that's not really a flaw with your thinking there, but it has some issues, is that the last time we actually saw Teddy consciousness and Dolores consciousness, 
that isn't all pissed off inside hail. Right. They were both uploaded into the sublime. I think they got that back somehow. I think somehow they got those souls out of the great beyond, the valley beyond, and put them back in the world in new bodies. Until we see a Ketchito walking around out there, I won't believe you. But maybe. I, I just, I feel like, because that was like such a big thing for season two or three or yeah. whatever. It was like, we got to get the key. There's no way they can get this. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, That's why it felt like he bought the Hoover Dam with the data yeah. repository. But maybe, yeah. Yeah, you're right, it is 30 years after the fall now. Right. Maybe they figure out a way to crack the code. And I, and I think part of it is going to come down to that idea of like, because because they have control of the world, what's left, right? And I think what's left is to put the original hosts in new bodies and let them sort of like live out their lives, essentially. Let them actually have a life. Right. Let them actually have a life, discover who they are. Because they're the ones ones in control now. So now they're giving all these entities their own freedom. Yeah, they're becoming conscious and giving them freedom and filling the world with the npcs of us right i like it it's elegant it just i mean it's just it's just reversal it's just reversing the idea of the park in that you have i mean like it's now west world right it's the world it's it's not the western part it's the world is basically there for the robots exploration pleasure amusement and there's something very reminiscent of like old alien invasion movies with that tower and that sound i don't know if it was uh oh it's fucking um it's earth remember earth final conflict earth final conflict and v and it's something very reminiscent of old sci-fi did you also get a a zero uh zero one like when they when they zoomed out and they showed the tower and like the mm-hmm. city all by itself, I got like the machine city from Matrix yeah. Zero yeah. One vibe. Like that's right. That's where and only they can go. But also nobody can see it. Like it's invisible too. Right, because it's almost. right fucking there, and there yeah. people are drawing it. But when they yeah. zoom out and she looks in the sky, you don't see it. Right. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. Free Guy, right? It's the thing just yep. past the, the shadow. Yep. Uh, Bernard and Stubbs about to be killed. The, the resistance fighters are going to go back on their word or whatever. Now, just to be clear, Bernard keeps predicting everything that's going to happen, and he's like, well, it's happened before so many times. Has it happened before or in his mind living in that other... Yes, the second he one, that had, one. Yeah, he has had so many calculations of the ways that these that these events could turn out yep. that that's how he it, is predicting the actual future in reality. Think Doctor Strange. Bernard, Bernard, when he was in the Sublime, had the time stone so he could run through the 14 million possible futures, yeah. and he's right. choosing the path that's hopefully going to get him there, but he's still going to die. Um, it's, sort of, it's sort of interesting, too, um, with the last episode, I wasn't on the, the podcast for, but that was a great episode. I, I really enjoyed seeing Bernard 
with like his foresight prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. Like he knows what's going to happen before it happens. So he's ready. But then also that scene with Maeve where they do the heist at the bar, she also kind of like had Correct. that effect because she's like, well, I know what's going to happen. I, I know where to stand. And I know all the well, narratives. Is all because of Westworld, right. because, because of what she did Because it's the narrative, right? Yeah. And so that that's kind of a really interesting idea, which is still like they're finding ways to play with this idea of the narrative. So Bernard, his narrative is not because he knows what has happened. He's basically run the simulation and crunched the numbers, right? right. And he knows statistically the if these things happen, it will lead to this outcome. Right. Right. It's just a right. computer model, not that he actually knows it's gonna happen. The so, narratives are just cheap Westworld copies and Maeve uses all that to her knowledge when they're escaping later. Yeah. 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 But I think it's interesting to see where this will go. Will we see things break down and Bernard runs out of like knowledge of the simulations, like where things are gonna happen. Is there going to be He's an unknown element? He's got to hit a element? point, right? He's got to hit right. some... Because he, he could only make the inferences with the information he had right. at the time. Until he so, got to new points. It's like, that's why yeah. he went out and found the beetle, right? Why he risked himself at the last four seconds of the drone locking mm-hmm. on. You know, like the, all those little things are uh, signposts. Which, by the way, bothered me because her countdown was like, there were like three or four seconds yeah. between each one of their seconds. And I'm like... Come on! <laughs> uh, what is her boss right before they split ways and the shit we're talking about happens? They're gonna kind of go back on their deal, and he says something like, "That was before we found another outlier. We have yes. to extract her before she is hunted down." Yes. What is an outlier, so think, and who is this? Okay, so an outlier is someone who is immune to the fly disease Ooh. and they are they are not um or for some reason have broken free of the programming that everyone else is susceptible to now okay. my i think the guy who committed suicide at the beginning yeah was an outlier because he could see the tower he he kind of like had an idea Oh, the guy jumped off the roof a couple episodes ago. Yeah, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, And and the crazy guy, too. The crazy guy that she walks by. Who kind of stalked her. I think Uh those those are outliers. Now, I think there's kind of like, they're like acting crazy and like showing off that they kind of know. But I. Is Teddy an outlier? Because he was stalking uh, Chrissy three episodes before they got hooked up on their first date. I. I think Teddy is still a host, still a robot guy, but could he be a double agent? Right. Because um, he says he's a bounty hunter. You wouldn't believe he, me if I told you. Right. <laughs> bounty hunter um, with a heart of gold. Bounty hunter with a heart of gold. So he could be helping get people, getting outliers out. Like he's trying to find He's the them. coyote. He's getting them out. He is. Yeah, I don't know. He's he, trying to get them out. I think he's trying to identify them so they can get be. taken yeah. care of. Maybe but both. Because maybe he's the playing Teddy both character, angles. The Teddy character has always been written like an idiot. Yes. Like the dumb, stupid, lovable idiot. That's his character. So I don't think they would deviate and all of a sudden make him sinister and smart. I think maybe. he'd still be kind of someone else's pawn. I could see that. 
and I wouldn't have called him an idiot. He was simple sounds dumb too. And I don't mean dumb. Um, he was just very naive, naive of yeah. the whole thing. He's yeah. manip- manip- manipulatable. There you go. Yes. I think there's a better word for that, but you're right. Um, we cut back gullible. to... I think it's gullible. Gullible. There you go. So all infected park, people in the park can be controlled, and it looks like they can be controlled pretty actively because when Maeve, and, yeah, when Maeve and Caleb are trying to escape, you know, you got all the bootleggers and shit turning on them. Which um, I do kind of love that whole version of the town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we had Westworld, and then we had feudal Japan world. Yeah, I would visit and Japan have, and this one, the Roaring Twenties. And this one, for sure. I don't need to be saddle sore and dusty. I would rather be drunk in, you know, chicks and flapper skirts. Um, So I was right, though, that the people that get infected can go out and infect other people. So... Really, like they said, that's the only reason for the park. And after a handful yeah. of visits of people to the park, the whole world's right. going to be taken over. Cool. Yeah. I want to know what other park they're building because maybe they're in another park. Well, one and of it's them, Sand World or something. Yeah. Shit well, like one that. of them's in San Diego, and it's all about uh, comic books and movies and TV shows and <laughs> stuff. I I dodged that bullet. I dodged that bullet oh, it's, this week. It's coming. Yeah. No, I was going to go, and I chose not to. Uh, when Bernard keeps mumbling his foresight under his breath, like, uh, you know, sees like, then I'll have to kill you, and he's like, I know, you've done it plenty before. And she just keeps cocking her head like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, it, uh, I, I like how they revealed the Maeve laying in the sand uh, or in the rubble, but... The way they kept talking about Caleb and Caleb's body. There's got to be a body somewhere, right? Or did Hale... Yeah, but if it's 23 years later... Right. That body is not going to hold up the same as Maeve. Because Maeve is made up out of synthetic parts. Right. So she's going to be preserved. But he is going to be completely decayed. See now, and is there we, is there a William under there too? That's what I was thinking right, too. But are you bring we, up Maeve, you're going to bring up William as well. Are we retconning... Now, because weren't they all flesh and blood? Weren't they grown and 3D printed in tanks and they were flesh and blood and real organs? Back in the day when you cut them open, they were servos and gears. Now they look just like us. So Yeah, but I don't think they're that real. Okay. No, because no, because wasn't wasn't uh Dolores last year? There were all those scenes where she had that metallic That was a flashback. And, that was yeah, a flashback well, she, of no, early but still, scenes. She she pulled the the, the skin off and it was almost like the the terminator where she had the metallic the black metal inside no that was the very that was like when she sat up from the chair and she was just the head and the mesh body that was a flashback um either way so she wouldn't have disintegrated that's fine but there's got my thing keeps coming back to there's a body of Caleb somewhere even if she if Hale made one but again the only thing we've ever seen unless the robots have really come far in the last 20 years is those two crazy humans human consciousness does not work in a body so i don't know i don't know you're right because it doesn't work in our bodies either no you're right so 
we have a really cool thing happening at this at the end of this episode where the timelines all start to converge. And there's one big prediction you guys made last week that we have not addressed. Uh, who wants to bring that one up? The daughter. The daughter. Pointing at myself. Go. Way to go, rum daddy. You called it. Is that why she calls herself C? Because it's uh, in tribute to Caleb, her missing father. What was her name? C. When she was a Frank, child? Frankie. 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 But we never know what her full name is. Like, it could be... Frankie Cornelius. Franklin Cornelius. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. I see. Yeah, Charlotte Franklin. Yeah, so it's Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. And if we go off your... It doesn't really matter, though. If we go off your hair thing, it could have been Maeve's daughter, too. But... (laughs) But you're right. You're you do do the shotgun blast, and it. I mean, I can't believe they did the double time jump in one season, but I like it. Um, so we should start seeing a lot more cool tech, Exile. Right? If it's twenty three, I want to see. Future. I want to see timelines. I want to see somebody out there in the Westworld fan club universe. You know, they've created <laughs> a timeline of where everything is happening and when it took place. I want to see that. Uh, I know at the end of last season they had a small one, but it was more like when the parks failed and shit like that. The creating of Delos. Right. Uh, again, I said I really think it was cool that Maeve kind of left Caleb B to live his own life for a handful of years to let him to have something to just fight and live and gave him something to fight for. There is one thing that I kind of want to address, and this is this is one of the things that I that bothered me about every season of the show is Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, mm-hmm. her acting bugs the shit out of me. She's very because, robotic. No, it's not that she's robotic. Well, she is kind of robotic, but I mean that's beside the point. It's every line has to be delivered. In a whisper. In a we know you. We know you hate whispering. You I'm brought like, this up about Star Trek and wigs. Uh, and no, wigs. And, and wigs. No, I don't hate. I just I could spot them out. Yeah. Well, Star Trek. Yes, because everything in Star Trek is so earnest. But with Evan Rachel Wood, compared to everybody else on the show, who even when they have to speak quietly will speak quietly. She, when she speaks loudly, it's so breathy. And everything has to be delivered like this. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but we love She's her. She's not as bad now as she was in the first two seasons. Season two, she really drove me nuts. Uh, that is breathy talk with Rum Daddy. Um, yeah. When Haloris uh, is ordering Caleb to shoot Maeve in the back from the crane, and mm-hmm. she blasts William in black, she actually... Um, Haloris actually looks shocked when she, she says, does. you disobeyed me. So mm-hmm. that's that's interesting. That, I'll bet you, you that's going to come back. Well, and that's why she's keeping him or his consciousness around. Well, she said is, when she was talking to him that it was harder to control adults because their brains were already formed. Mm-hmm. But they discovered that it was easier to control the children yep. because they could they could grow in unison they were more with fly gullible. Yeah, yeah, the the, teddy. the flies, like teddy, teddy brains. The flies grew with them in the symbiotic relationship more. Uh, Do you think also because he had been the subject of mental manipulation 
I th- beforehand I think when he it, was a soldier? I think she's... Yeah, it's easier for him to... Yeah. I think she's more intrigued by him because she even says um, Maeve and Dolores both seem to go out of their way for you. So she finds something fascinating by that, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's eerie. Did did you think Caleb was going to get shot to shit sitting there with her, or was that kind of out of left field? It was a little bit out of left field because I kept expecting to see him reunite with his daughter somehow, but now we know that but he, still he does. Right, he, he still, still can. can. <laughs> so it's probably his consciousness now in a yeah. robot body, which isn't bad because that means that he doesn't age. As long as it's not all fucked up and he tries to kill her like the last two twitchy humans and robots did. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before she... Okay, so right after he disobeys Holoris, there's a cut somewhere, and then all of a sudden there's like a solid cut back to it where she, Holoris is like... Caleb, wake up. You dozed off. I think that is the start of the fidelity test each time. Mm-hmm. Um, 278th time, fidelity baseline. We got there. What are you calling her? Haloris? Yeah, because it's the hail. It's it's the Dolores hail ball and the in Wy- hail. The Wyatt, kind of like the Wyatt part of Dolores. Yeah. it's the, uh, She's the dark side of Dolores. Yeah. yeah. Um, parasite growing in perfect symbiosis with their minds. Talked about that. I still don't understand how he flashed to a different room, so we'll have to see that, uh, figure that out, or if it was just kind of sloppy editing and didn't show us. Never blame the editor. No, of course. Uh, no, I I think it was intentional because yeah. she was re like reliving his death and then getting up to that. Okay. Her control over the entire world kind of mm-hmm. freaked me out. It was basically, it's like either they showed a simulation or she can control everything because I think these insect sounds stop as well, which would make sense if she still got flies buzzing around. Uh, and then they bag Caleb and run away with him, and it's uh, 30 to 31 years after Rehoboam fell. Mm-hmm. Is it Chrissy's world? Is Chrissy actually in the real world? I keep coming back to that. And yeah, I guess. I think so. Um, okay. I'm going I over guess. IMDb right now, and I just realized what it was about. Um, what it was about uh, Stubbs that just like is so like appealing but there's something about him that's so recognizable because he's a hemsworth he's the oldest brother what i i feel your pain i feel your pain lobster i didn't know that he's (laughs) no i mean he's 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 uh uh liam and chris's older brother so he's like a short stocky version of them yeah uh i mean i have no freaking clue where this is going anymore we know that what are the what i Again, it's it's so interesting that this is not even really the mid season point or what is this season eight episodes? Ah, uh, it because, might be eight, but let's let's hope it's ten. Yeah, but but either way, like we're we're just kind of like mm-hmm. getting to the point of like we finally. I felt like the last two episodes really had established momentum. Yep, we're building towards something, and here we are, and it's like 
okay, now we understand where in time we are. I think everyone is on the same timeline-ish, right? I mean, maybe Bernard and um, C. Stubbs like, are, and C are like maybe like a year out, which would be kind of interesting to think about. Like, like maybe like maybe it comes down to like a split second thing and they're just a little bit ahead or a little bit behind or, or something. But I think we're generally all caught up. Yeah, it's Westworld, so I don't know what they're going to throw at us, but... Well, now we have to figure out the timeline of where they are in New York. Like, is New York reality? Is it part of uh, one of the worlds? Because I still go back to the first episode when she's going down the stairs and the guys pass her up. And yes. they go And you hear them say, isn't this awesome? It's so real, or whatever like that. Yeah, he's like, I got to show you something. It's So now are people still visiting this... Even if you controlled everybody, you might still give them the illusion of going to a park. I don't know. It's very, it's very weird. It's right. I don't know. And again, why would it feel like her roommate is such a, a controller or adjuster of her life? And why does it feel like Chrissy can actively change the world? My brain hurts. For sure. Uh, your brain hurts your brain hurts me yeah true true well um any thoughts theories shoot them to westworldweekly at gmail.com um you uh you fellas got any last minute crazy ideas or uh we'll catch you next week i want i think there's going to be like a full mad max portion of <laughs> the condemned lands you think so we, we, yeah we got to find out what's going on there like chases and, and shit yeah, yeah, for sure. Because they already have kind of like the vehicle and like the drones flying around. I want to see the guy with the flaming guitar. You know, yeah. you might be onto something because they were like, Bernard was like, well, it's safer. And Stubbs is like, oh, good. And then he was like, well, not for you. <laughs> so yeah. maybe Stubbs is going to be the one going through the Mad Max type zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Poor and also, Stubbs. I, I think. I think whatever Teddy is up to is going to be important and sort of like what kind of bounty hunter is he with a heart of gold. I, yeah, I but... think, I think Teddy is not, I think Teddy is a tool. I think Teddy's going to be used as a tool. I, they wouldn't have brought him back if they didn't have like, I mean the actor cause he hadn't been in the last season. So they wouldn't have brought him back if they didn't have something good for him to do. James Marsters. Mars then, but yeah. Mars then, Mar yeah. Cy Cyclops. So, yeah, Cyclops, that I don't guy. Know. We'll see. Send us an email. Either way, uh, I'll see you fellas next week. Peace. Hat tilt. Peace out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Together, we should be able to stay ahead of this inevitable AI revolt. If you want to drop us a line, hit us up on Twitter at Westworld Weekly. And if you want to shoot us an email with thoughts and theories, send that to westworldweekly at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you soon.